Blog Talk Radio. Jesus, Lord, we ask you, God, to speak a word, God, that's going to help us, God, to live the life that you call us to live, God, to live in our purpose, God, that you have designed us to live in, God. In the name of Jesus, and say about everything you stand for. We are buying every problem, confusion, buying every affliction right now. In the name of Jesus, and we give you the glory and honor and the praise, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. Amen. Thank God for another opportunity to be here. Uh, I'm doing something a little different. I'm going to come down here. And uh, we just going to have a little, uh, if you want to say, powwow. For those that are in the back, y'all welcome to come up. We just going to have a little talk. First, I'll tell you this. God has designed, God has made us with the desire to have a long-lasting relationship with others. But sometimes things don't work out according to plan. A person might leave you, break up with you, or even die. The ending of a relationship could affect a person in a way that they may never want to go through or risk their heart being broken again. Today we're going to talk about today's message. Love don't live here anymore. <laughs> Love don't live here anymore. Uh-huh. Today we're going to talk about how to love again or how to love after the hurt. The first step, you must admit or confess that your heart is broken and you have a problem with love and trusting someone. This does not make you less than a Christian to be hurting or to admit that you're hurting. It takes a mature person and someone who is comfortable with themselves to admit that they are hurting. This is the time to do a personal inventory upon yourself. Businesses do an inventory to check for Profits and loss. A person gets a physical checkup to check their physical health. But you must also do an emotional check to check the condition of your heart. In my job, for those that don't know, I work at Lucerne. In my job, if an inmate escapes, we have something called a lockdown. We must do a body the buff card count to make sure that everyone else is accounted for. Even though we know who ran away, the body the buff card count is to make sure that everyone else is accounted for, but also to investigate where did things go wrong. How did he escape? There's an internal investigation. The 
find out how he escaped. Also, it exposes if there are any other problems. And also, it ensures that that's the only person that got away. So, we must be honest with ourselves. We must look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. About who? Ourselves. Get your life back. Don't lock yourself in a house. Go somewhere. In other words, get out the house and be seen. Get reacquainted with the world, your family, and your friends. Treat yourself. Do something for yourself. Let me say that again. Do something for who? Yourself. yourself. Take yourself out on a date. Amen? Amen. Okay. So if anybody asks you why you on a date, if anybody asks you, are you by yourself? You say what? No, you're not by yourself. You're with yourself. <laughs> Y'all look scared. Y'all right. Listen up. We in church. Okay. But this is who? This is talking about who? Ourselves. Mm -hmm. You. This is about you. This is not anybody else. This is an individual message. So you don't have to worry about if anybody going to find out about me. Look, how many of us have had a relationship from the time you were born up until now? How many people that have been in a relationship that it did not work out and got your heart broken? Let me see you raise your hand. Look, he's a general his hand. <laughs> how many have had their heart broken? Okay. Two, okay, I'm saying look. <laughs> but we all have had that. And let me ask you this. Have you ever been to the point where when you were hurting, you want to know who can you talk to that can actually relate to what you're dealing with? Now, y'all know me. I don't mind throwing myself on the bus. Now everybody gonna know about it. <laughs> but I've been known to stop complete strangers in other cities just to tell them my problem. <laughs> That's why a lot of I didn't know about it. I was just speaking from other cities. <laughs> <laughs> but we all have in some way have been in a situation where we will look for someone to talk to. And sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes we have, even in our hurt, we come to church and still left our hurt. Oh, yeah. That's right. Another thing is, this is not just pertaining to adults. Mm -hmm. This is even to young people. Oh, yeah. People say, oh, because they're young, oh, they just puppy up. Look here. That puppy got the same bite as the big dog. Yeah. The same bite. Right. Same big teeth. 
about it if they if y'all dated four years or three days. That's right. Love. Love will make you wear two left shoes on the right foot. <laughs> love. Love will make you look for a quarter with a flashlight in the daytime. Love. I'm pretty sure some of y'all have been messed up over love. Mm-hmm. Some of us have done some strange things in the name of love. So that's what we're going to talk about. What? L-O-V-E. Love. See, look at us. <laughs> Even the baby bird with it. Love. Amen. Love. So you have to get reacquainted with yourself again. The second step I want to talk about this is, if you got into a relationship that God didn't lead you to go into, uh. you have to repent. Repent to God. There could be a divorce. It could be sex before marriage. It could be adultery. Take God's time for marriage. Whatever. Various things. Repent. It's always good to tell God that you're wrong. We as believers must be quick to repent. And repentance, it cleans the slate. It cleans the slate. Again. Another step I want to talk about now, I might have Brother Landon to escort me home after I say this. The first step, please remember we're in church. Don't throw anything at me. And I want to let y'all know that we have cameras on. <laughs> so I give permission to those that are videotaping. If y'all see something thrown at me, please turn around and record the audience. <laughs> I want to find out who did it. The first step, we must Forgive that person who hurt us. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. Okay, I see it again now. We must forgive that person who hurt us. Right. Okay, let me see if we can say it together. Ever quiet. We must what? Forgive that person that hurt us. Okay. Let me make y'all say it again. Matthew 6 and 14 tell us, For if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive who? You. Forgiveness is not just for them, the other person, but it's mainly for you. When you have unforgiveness toward somebody, you give them power over you. You surrender your power and give it to who? Them. Them. Holding on to unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm -hmm. When you don't forgive the person who hurt you, you become the person who hurt you. 
Let me say it again. When you don't forgive that person that hurt you, that did you wrong, even that person that scandalized your name, you become that person and that person consumes your life. Everything, even if that person is no longer in contact with you, that person consumes your life. Everything in your life is always centered around them. You even sometimes seek revenge or try to live your life to outdo them and they don't even think about you. Even though you were the victim, they're not thinking about you. They've gone on with their life. But everything that you do, everything that you try to become is centered around not you, not God, but the one that hurt you. So we have to forgive them. Also, it affects your dating relationships, your marriage. It affects other relationships, relationship with your family, relationship with your children, relationships at work. And it also affects your church relationship. Sometimes, think about this, sometimes it's the best thing for people to leave you or end the relationship with you. So you can be available for the right person. We also can't take breakups personally. This is just love talks. We talked about forgiving that person who hurt you. Number four tells us we must forgive ourselves. We must forgive ourselves. It's okay to be wrong. As long as you know why you're wrong. Understand why you're wrong. That's what the taking the personal inventory is about. It's okay to be wrong. Give yourself permission. So in other words, stop beating yourself up. Don't do to yourself what you wouldn't want anyone else to do. Don't call yourself out of your name. Don't call yourself stupid. Crazy. And I'm gonna tell you this. Don't even say I can do bad by myself. No, never. And you will. Because, like you said, you're gonna be doing bad by yourself. You have to look at that's just a temporary condition. Based upon how you respond to it. Think about this. Even though you might be with this person or this person might be leaving you or might have left you, always say, I can do better without them. See yourself as someone valuable. So stop calling yourself 
nickname, name that God nor your family, even your children don't even call you. Mm. Don't base your value or don't base the value of your heart by what you've been through. But base it upon who your heart belongs to. Your heart belongs not even to you. Your heart belongs to, to God. Mm-hmm. Your heart belongs to God. The owner is God. You're just the manager. You'll be steward. It's just like the owner of an apartment complex. He hires a manager to manage the property. If anything is wrong, if the tenants are unhappy, they talk to the tenant, they talk to the manager, but does the manager take it on himself to fix the problem? He goes to the owner. He consults with the who? The owner. So when it comes to matters of your heart, you don't take matters into your own hands. You give it who? To the owner. Look in the mirror. Talk to yourself. Tell yourself. Encourage yourself that you're beautiful. That you got it going on. I know that's but in the ages, whatever, but still, y'all know what I mean. <laughs> you're a good looking, you're a cute chick, you're a great looking guy, good looking guy, handsome guy. Whatever it takes, whatever you expect people to say to you, that's what you say to yourself. And I'll be honest with you, 2003, I did something that was one of the most Yourself. 
Make fun. Don't be stiff with yourself. Let your own hair down. People want to see you what? Enjoying. Look, we probably me having the abundant life. And that abundant life requires us to bring the abundance. Have the abundance. So have fun. I want to show y'all something about when I said about don't base the value of your heart by what you've been through, but who it belongs to. This is George Washington. This is a one dollar bill. How many bills do I have in my hand? One. Okay. So this is a soul dollar. A whole dollar. But let's just say that dollar went through a failed relationship and pieces were broken. Broken pieces. I have four quarters. That dollar was broken into four quarters. What is the value of the money that I have on the table? A dollar. But it's broken. It's broken. How much do I have on the table? It's a dollar. Even though the currency changed, the value didn't change. So even though you went through that broken relationship from whole to broken, from one dollar to four quarters, did your value change? No. The only way the value changes is through your perspective. Through your perspective. I have Let's just say, broken this, broken these, broken pieces, some more. I have some diamonds, have some nickels, and I even have some sorry pennies. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, five pennies. One, two, three. Got another somewhere. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have five pins, three nickels. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight dimes. So eighty. Plus fifteen plus five. How much money does that make? But I got some dimes here. The dimes have less value than the quarter or the dollar. I have three nickels. I even got some pennies. Some of these pennies have dirt on it. But how much do I have on the table? So in other words, you might 
might have dirt on you. You might have been through the mud. You might have your name called out. Somebody might have called you nicknames that you didn't own up to. Your value still didn't Only your perspective. You only answer to what your character is. If someone called me Steve, I should not respond. I'm an alien Steve. And whatever you answer to, that's what character you accept. So understand, you have value. And God gave you that value. Not other people, not even yourself. First John 1 and 19 tells us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive you of sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. First Peter 5 and 7 from the uh, Holy Christian Center Bible tells us, casting all your cares upon him because he cares about you. The first part of this message I talk about the identifying and cleansing process. Now we're going to talk about the remodeling part. Now we got the glass. We identified the dirty glass. We cleaned the dirty glass. Now we're going to stuff the glass with some quality things. Number five, it tells us you must train your heart how to love. What is love? What is the definition of love? Go to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. I'll read it out for you. I'll read it from the Amplified Version. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor born over with jealousy. Is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself hauntingly. It is not conceited, arrogant, or inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecoming. Love, God's love in us. In who? In us. In the broken person. Us does not insist on its own right or its own way. That's right. For it is not self-seeking. Right. In other words, it's not selfish. That's right. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. Right. It pays no attention to the suffered wrong. It does not rejoice in injustice and unrighteousness, even to those that have hurt us. That's right. It rejoices when it's right and truth prevails. Love burns up under any and everything that comes. It's ever ready to believe the best of every person, and it hopes or Faithless under all circumstances. It endures everything without weakness. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete 
or come to an end. That's love. Now you have identified what love is, and we've spoken about how to love. The sixth step we're going to talk about, you must train your heart on who to love. Who to love? Question. Can you tell me who you fall in love with? Actually, yes. You can. You have to understand, like I said, what love is. We have to look at those those are internal characteristics that display outwardly. Right. But in order to understand if that person exhibits love, first we have to understand. God's not going to tell us who to choose. No, he's not. But he will tell us how to choose. So with the knowledge of understanding what love is, we have to first ask God for the discerning spirit to see if that person knows what love is. We have to ask God for that discerning spirit. Because I guarantee you, that's what we call Red flash. God will put situations up to display the true character. Sometimes when we meet people, we don't meet them. We meet their representatives. We meet the fake person. Mm. The one that when you see them, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. God was the boy at the all time in touch. Glory to God. And they even mm-hmm. say a little something. Yeah. And as you know them for a little while, they're not talking Hebrew and Greek. They're not speaking tongues. They're speaking Old Clippish. Yeah. <laughs> they're getting bowed and bowed. They talk about pistol whipping. They talk about going to the club. I didn't come by last night. I had to walk over and come and find out. They were just a strip club. The troopers. Mm-hmm. So we have to ask God for that deserted spirit because God would not leave us unaware. God will give you that unction in your spirit, in your soul. Right here. What we call that good feeling. That good feeling. Because remember, like I always say, we as people, as humans, are the only creatures that God created that live in two different worlds at the same time. That's the reason why when you walk past somebody and you get this eerie feeling, you know what? Something right about that person. Mm. And a lot of times you write on the money. You can pick up when they con it. And it's funny, you can pick up on game pertaining to other people, about other people mates, but when it comes down to our own, okay, let me go ahead and go to uh, <laughs> the next one. It says, we must ask, like I said, ask God for that discerning spirit and ask them so we can see and 
understand if they know how to love and meet the true person, the real person. The Bible tells us to try the Spirit by the Spirit. Let me say that again. Try their Spirit by not your Spirit, but His Spirit. We have to examine to see how they measure, not with our, our identification or our ideology, but we must look at and see how they bring up the scale with God's Spirit. And in knowing that truth, whatever God reveals, we have to learn to accept it. Because why? Because it's for our good. The Word of God, we must not base upon our ideal, but based upon the Word of God, not your ideals or beliefs or tradition. You have to understand that the devil wants, to, wants you to hook up with the wrong person. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he uses relationships to harm or destroy people. He wants to send someone or send you to destroy us. God came that we might have life and have it more abundantly, which is a better quality of life. So ask yourself if you are with someone and you kind of judge and see if this person is for you or not. Ask yourself, is this is this the quality of life that God has for me? Ask yourself that. You have to ask yourself, did I wait all my life for a love like this? You have to understand, you cannot make hard decisions with your heart. You have to make hard decisions with your head. Because your heart, where is your heart at? It's right here. It's inside of a queen called the remnant. Your heart is protected by the king. So looking at it not just from a physical uh, standpoint, looking at it from a literal standpoint, your heart is actually protected inside of the remnant. Can your heart see? Can your heart feel? Can your heart touch? Can your heart do anything? No, it works. Your heart is an organ that's supposed to be protected. So, you can't make hard decisions with your heart, but you use it with your head. Your head has all these senses. The touch, sight, uh, uh, smell, hearing, taste, have all the senses. So, when you look at matters of the heart, you must Look at it from a non-biased standpoint. Mm. You have to look at it from a non-biased standpoint. And like I said, your heart, you have to treat it like it's a business. And business, you can't take it personal. The heart is talking about your feelings. And you can't trust your feelings. Because your feelings are moving. You must treat and protect your heart like operating a business.
You can write down Jeremiah 17 and 9, Proverbs 14 and 12. I'm going to tell you this, you be get ready to close. If you want to know how a person really is, I'll tell you a little trick. The next time you're on a date with them, take a crazy cousin. <laughs> take a crazy cousin with you on a date. With them. Double date. Take a crazy cousin. Everybody got crazy people in their family. You can take your pick. Take one with you. I guarantee you. The crazy person always can pick out an honest truth about somebody that's a flaw. Can pick up any flaw. How many? Well, I ain't gonna ask how many people got crazy people in their family. But we all have crazy people in our family. And those that ain't laughing might be crazy one in their family. <laughs> but we all have crazy people in their family. Somebody that's broad or old. Somebody that, oh, just one nugget short of a ninety. <laughs> you know, somebody got kinfolk that are just broad off. And that's why God bless you being that family. Sometimes they even kind of have them to Get on test the water to see for your own benefit. I got some, I'm not going to call their name, but I got some of my family that I'm waiting when the time comes for me to date, they're going to come with me. Two of them are here. No offense, I love them dearly. They know I love them dearly. I'm going to have my good friend, my homegirl, Nico, back there in the back. I'm going to have one of those. If she busy, if she unavailable, I'm gonna call my used to be Friday night date person. Me. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> but we have to have people to kind of examine how sometimes we can be so close that we miss signs. So just about all y'all here related to me or have known me for a while. So if you don't have anybody or you can't find anybody that's crazy in your family, feel free to call me. I'll be crazy cousin to go out and examine. I ain't fold on. I don't mind doing it. Sometimes it's kind of fun. I do it at work sometimes. <laughs> anyway, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to check people and allow people, other people, to check out because there are people that have your best interest at heart. So with that, understand, don't let one bad experience dictate the course of your love life. Don't let your future mate suffer or be punished because of the sins of your past. If there's anybody in here that can identify or may even be dealing with how to get over the hurt. This is the opportunity to come to the altar and give it to God. This is the time for us to be transparent and say, you know what? I don't have it all together. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it doesn't make you less than a Christian. Actually, to me, it's a strong person to be able to say, no, you know what? I ain't got it all right. There are some people 
that feel like nobody ever find out. But understand, spirits are real and spirits can't hide. You cannot hide hurt. You can hide a smile, but you can't hide hurt. You can put on a facade, you can put on a smile on your face, but it will always expose the frown upon your heart. If there's anyone that needs prayer, not just pertaining to that, but pertaining to anything, if there's anyone that wants to touch and agree on things, on situations, this is the time to come to the office. This time. If not, we just have everyone saying and we'll just say a general prayer.